The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to For the Love of Wine on Fresh FM. I'm your host, Kirsten Rothschild. Today is very special, as other than wine, we'll be talking about cheese. More specifically, artisan cheese made in Upper Mootry. With me in the studio here at Fresh FM in Nelson are Sue and David Barrett. Kia ora, and a very warm welcome to you both. Hey, Kirsten. Yeah, hi Kirsten. That's, hi there. Uh, great to be here. Thank you. Good, great that you could come here in the beautiful sunshine we're having yeah. at the moment. So, with you too, I'm not sure where to begin. You have been involved in a number of cool businesses in the Nelson Tasman region since moving here in 2003 from Auckland. Pubs, a brewery, grocery and vegetable stores, a dairy, and more. But firstly, tell me what prompted you two to move to the top of the south, David. Yeah, actually, that's a really good question. Um, I knew I didn't want to get old in Auckland, and uh, I convinced Sue that Nelson was the sunniest place in the country. Um, I like four seasons. We got down here. It doesn't rain. It doesn't rain much. <laughs> Except for um, this winter. And we actually, yeah. we actually, we actually eloped down here. We we d- we decided if we thought we were going to uh, make our lives down here, let's let's come down here and get married. And and we did we did that at the end of two thousand and two. And we actually bought the house we still live in today uh, in that December 2002. Wow. So we has it lived? Honeymoon. Yeah. While we were on honeymoon, mm. I must say, we Gosh. bought the house. And so, Sue, has the place lived up to your expectations? The house? Mm. No, the whole, the oh, whole region, oh, the oh, whole Nelson, Nelson move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it here. Yeah, I'm from a farming community, so um, rural. This is in my blood. Yeah, yeah. so whereabouts? Uh, Waipokarau, Hawke's Bay. Nice, okay. And you, uh, David, what were you doing in Auckland before coming here? Oh, um, I'm a builder. Um, yeah, so I grew up a, 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 in, a, in a family of builders. Um, as we'll probably talk about a little later on, uh-huh. my, my father was a cheesemaker in Denmark, but when he immigrated here to New Zealand, there wasn't um, too much going on in the cheese scene. So Dad actually ended up being a builder, and they passed that on to uh, myself and a couple of brothers. Yeah. Mm. And you, Sue, what were you doing? I worked in travel. So I'd done retail, wholesale, corporate. Uh, Yeah, so it was probably a good chance to move and do something different. Yeah, and you certainly have done a lot of things, (laughs) as I was saying in the beginning. Now, let's concentrate on the business that you have now, or the businesses, I should say. So what are they exactly, David? Yeah, so we've got um, Thorvald and Little River uh, Cheese and Dairy. The factory that's based out in Upper Motere and the uh, the junction shop uh, opposite Connings in Richmond there at the um, um, old factory corner. And we also are uh, quarter owners of Kaharangi Estate uh, Wine. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, and given given that this is a wine show, we'll come back to the cheese later. Sure. Uh, I promise you, because I love cheese. But David, talk me through the fact that you, on top of everything else, became one of Kahurangi State's four directors in 2019, and thereby became an advocate for Nelson Wine. How did that all come about? I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, I, uh, wine was my first love. I've, I, I have a diploma in viticulture that I um, got from. Uh, the 
EIT in, in, in Hawke's Bay, gosh, 20 million years ago. Um, <laughs> and so wine's always been in my blood. Uh, and I, actually, ironically, owning a brewery wasn't probably uh, on, on the cards, and that's what we did. But... Um, I've just always loved wine. The opportunity for us to get involved with Kaharangi, uh, Sue was was actually working there part time mm. uh, when the business came up for sale, uh, and uh, ourselves and three of the other uh, existing employees decided to get together and have a crack. Wow! So so let's just go through briefly, you know, the what, where, when, uh, etc. Mm. Facts of Kaharangi Estate. Um, when was it established and by whom? Gosh, so the the vines out at Upper Mutari there, which and to be clear, we don't own those. That's it's it's a little convoluted. That that the winery and the grapes out there are now uh, under the banner of Hefe Estate. Um, what we purchased was the distribution side of the business. Although having said that, we do buy grapes from a dozen different growers, who we then contract what is now Hefe out at Upper Mutari to make our wine and I'm quite heavily involved uh, with the winemakers out there Neil and Emma and putting together our wines so we are winemakers we just don't own the vines or the vineyard itself but we're also probably uh, just as much a distribution company um so that's quite a different concept in the world of wine. Often, you know, uh, a winery is uh, one entity and they do it all themselves, whereas, whereas your, your business is quite different. Well, I guess it was the way that the business was um, was sold in pieces, I suppose. So so it was the, the, the plants out at um, Upper Mutari were originally planted by Herman and Agnes Seifried. Uh, Gosh, I'm thinking the 70s. In the 70s, I yep. would believe, yeah. Yep, yep. And then Greg and Amanda Day purchased uh, that property from them in the mid to late 90s um, and formed Kaharangi Estate. Uh, and then we took over the distribution side of the company uh, and the import-export and all the brands and labels, uh, as you say, in, on the 1st of February 2019. Okay. And you as managing, di- managing director, what does your role entail? Right, so so the so the three other business partners that we have in the business are um, <clears throat> our general manager Lynn, uh, our warehouse manager Hayden, and our national sales manager Sam, who's based in Wellington. The day to day operation is really run by the, the GM by Lynn, uh, and I guess my role is probably more of a of a, of a directorial role, uh, and in terms of where we're going as a company, making decisions on. You know what we're gonna, you know, take on. You know, as a distribution company, we also we also distribute other products. So what we're gonna take on, what we're gonna, what, you know, what what direction the company's going. But I'm really heavily involved in the growing and uh, and winemaking side of it, not from a hands-on perspective, but more from a. Um, Love of wine. Uh, I love of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty big on quality, and and uh, I guess that's probably one of one of my drivers. I've, I've always been very, very big on under promise, over deliver, and so from our wine, we're always wanting, we're looking for value for money. You know, we we like to think that the wines we produce for the money that they sell for are exceptional, and that's what we strive for. Yeah. Now you mentioned earlier that you sort of uh, grew up with uh, wine in the blood, um, yeah. and you grew up in Auckland, I think, with your parents, who yep. are Danish, as you mentioned, 
And I understand there was uh, already back then quite an appreciation of good food and wine. In fact, it was a whole family experience. Tell me about those Thursday night at the Barretts. What was that all about? Yeah, Thursday nights at the Barretts. Um, <laughs> it was. It became a bit of an institution. My oldest brother, when he was 17, he was 10 years older than me. When he turned 17 and he started dating, uh, you know, uh, the girls and he was never home mum said right that's it one night a week you're going to be home for dinner the rest of the time you can do what you like and they turned into Thursday night dinners and then my two older brothers decided that actually it was you know if mum and the girls are going to cook then the boys could at least do something and bring a bottle of wine and so the love started there we started um, I was probably in my mid-teens at that stage so I wasn't bringing any wine but we grew into it and I mean family dinners have gone on for sort of 20 years and uh, we were bringing three, four, five bottles of wine every Thursday night we would make notes about them we 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 were just it just really you know grew I guess that, that, that passion for 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 trying to you know, look, look for that, just that special drop. Mm. That that, um, yeah. And my mum was mum was uh, a very very good cook. Being Danish, of course, she had to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they they became iconic dinners, and um, there'd be many 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 people, uh, possibly even listening to this show, who might have been to one or two. Sounds great. Mm. Hey Sue, uh, what mm. about you? When did wine come into your life? Oh, I'm probably a bit of a um, a slow starter in, in that regards. Um, I'm probably more of a bubbles girl, and uh, so that's probably why one of the reasons why Kaharang East is awesome because we make an awesome blanc de blanc. So um, that's probably my fave. And uh, but when did you start sort of learning about wine and tasting it oh, and appreciating like, it? Yeah, like I said, probably in my in my twenties. Yeah, um, and it was pretty quiet really up until then. Not sure why, but maybe I was just being a little bit on the good side. Yeah, and here um, you both are, part owners of a winery. <coughs> and, and in fact, one of Nelson Region's uh, quite famous and lovely estates, the Kahurangi. So David, talk me through the portfolio of Kahurangi. It's quite big, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, w- without going into any of the um, import-export side of the business, uh, if you just talk about the Kahurangi label, which we've expanded on, um, we have uh, our white label um, or Kaharangi State Series, of which there's the, the, the usual, you know, Sab Blanc, Pinot Gris, Rosé, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir. Uh, and then we've also released in the last couple of years a regional selection. Uh, and then we've got the Mount Arthur um, selection. The Mount which Arthur a- Reserve Riesling. Oh, my God, that's been a favourite of mine for years. Yeah. So I hope you keep making that. Well, we're actually doing a classic Riesling, if you like, a little sweeter as well, and that's equally as stunning. Um, and then just last week, we've released our um, Four Barrels Premium Reserve range, which just features Chardonnay and uh, Pinot Noir. Nice. Uh, and so the first of those are the 2019 Four Barrels Pinot and Four Barrels Chardonnay, and they are simply stunning. And what price range are we looking at here for these wines? For the Four Barrels? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so we would look, we'd expect that to retail sort of close to the, to the $50 mark, you know, that 45 to $50 mark. Yeah. And can consumers buy them at supermarkets, or where uh, do consumers in New Zealand find the Kahurangi? Well, given uh, that the four, as the name implies, four barrels, we only make four barrels of them. Uh, so there's only really about a hundred dozen of each of them. Uh, 
they are going to be more likely found, one, on the Kaharangi website, uh, and then in fine wine stores and on-premise uh, restaurants and cafes. But the other uh, wines in your portfolio? Absolutely, yeah. The the Kaharangi State White Label, which retails in that sort of uh, 13 14 to $18 bracket, uh, and Mount Arthur, of course, which retails in that 25 to $30 bracket, are all uh, available both in supermarkets and um, good wine shops. Yeah. How much of the wine is actually exported uh, off the Kaharangi label? A lot less than it used to be for obvious reasons. Uh, global freight has become a bit of a problem both for import and export. Uh, so we, that that's probably affected our exports by probably nearly two-thirds. So I guess prior to, to all of this happening, uh, export probably made up a, a good 20 25% of our business, I w- I'm, I'm guessing now, but I would say maybe, maybe more like 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What's your own favourite? Oh, good question. Um, I'm a Chardophile for certain, so I, I really do love a good glass of Chardonnay. Um, that said, I'm, I'm, I really enjoy good reds as well, so so we do a Montepulciano, which is fab, uh, and that's, that's estate-grown. Uh, in Upper Mutari there. And I think Kaharangi is one of the few wineries in the region that actually does uh, Montepulciano. Yeah. Blackenbrook does uh, Yeah, one. ourselves in Blackenbrook, I yeah. believe, is it. Uh, someone once said to me there's only about six seven. or seven yeah. Yeah, vineyards and commercial growers of Monty in New Zealand. New Zealand so, yeah. yeah, so it's so to have two of them in Nelson in itself is probably quite... Yeah, extraordinary, Mm-mm-mm. fabulous, and we already heard about your favorite bubbles. Oh yes, why is that, Sue? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm. You drank <laughs> a lot of Pinot Noir on our honeymoon. I did. If I you did. Recall. I did. I did drink a lot of good Pinot Noir actually. Mm. Um, I think it's just gone with the way I've just. Uh, I don't do a lot of drinking. I, I do sports and train as well. So I suppose, um, you know, a nice. Um, Champagne Blanc de Blanc, you know, to start the night off is really lovely, and then I kind of like um, Peter off and and head off to, um, yeah, not quite off to bed, but definitely um, onto the water. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a nice way to start the evening. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So uh, contrary to your family where you grew up uh, and the, those big dinners that you had once a week, mm. um, is that something you are continuing out in Appleby where you yes. live with your three children? Yeah, we do. We do family dinners once a week. Um, and so our family is quite small. So we also have another couple of families that don't have families here in New Zealand, i.e. Um, Francis and Magdalena. Um, so they come along sometimes and, and become part of the family dinner. And any strays and waifs <laughs> that might be hanging around tend to get invited as well. Yep. Nice. So it's a nice, nice way to catch up. We've got our older daughter who um, is not always home. Um, she lives um, on the property, but not with us. So it's a nice way to catch up every week and every Sunday. Every Sunday. Who does the cooking? Um, it's gen- we generally share it. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you open up the bottles, David. Oh no, I do a, f- a reasonable amount of cooking. To be fair, yeah, I actually quite enjoy uh, getting into the kitchen. Uh, with a glass, with a of, glass wine. of wine. Mm. Yeah, so I like. I, what is yeah. it? I like. I, I like to cook with wine. I'll. I'll even put some of it in the food. Yeah. Yeah. It mm. tends to end up in the food, and it <laughs> tends to be a slower process. <laughs> and dinner doesn't come fast, but it's always very tasty. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Fabulous. Yeah.
Now, you, I just heard the name Francis is uh, Francis. Is Francis. that your cheese maker? He's a cheese yeah, because I think yep. we'll switch to that other subject now, cheese. I mean, talk about cheese, one of life's amazing, great pleasures, provided you're not vegan or allergic to cheese, I guess. Um, we mentioned earlier that the two of you bought the old Neudorf dairy site in Upper Mutri in 2015, and then you set up uh, Thorwald which then expanded to include Little River Estate in 2017 and then the Junction, the Urban Grocer in 2018 when you took over the old Wangapeka cheese shop in Appleby. Jesus, hello. Yeah. Tell me about this little cheese empire of yours from production to retail with lots of staff. Crikey. Yeah, actually it was, a. I, I like to think of it as serendipity to be mm. honest. Um I was I, I we'd bought, we'd bought the old uh, Neudorf factory as you mentioned uh, back in 2015 and we had some other plans for it we weren't 100% sure we just saw the facility and thought it looked it looked great I mean it didn't have much equipment or anything that that was all pretty much finished by that time but um about the same time we took it on I was approached by Francis uh, a French cheesemaker um young young French cheesemaker and I guess possibly even the same week I was approached uh, by Julie, who had been the shepherdess for Neudorf earlier on. And she was pretty keen to keep milking the dairy ewes, uh, and Francis was pretty keen to start making cheese. And my father, having been a cheese maker, I thought, actually, I could do this. Let's have a crack. And... Uh, Dad's middle name was Thorvald, or in Danish, Torvald, as you well know. Torvald, yep. And Torvald, uh, I believe, means Thor's forest, mm, or something could, along yeah, those lines. something along those lines, yep. But anyway, it was Dad's middle name, and, and, and I thought that was a really nice tip of the hat to, not just to Dad, but to my mum as well, both, you know, Danes that had, had shown us an, an amazing life here in New Zealand. And um, so we, we, you know, we invested an awful lot of money and we slowly worked on milking the ewes with Julie I mean they were her, her animals and and all that sort of stuff but um, yeah because that was always the specialty of Neudorf dairy it was only sheep cheese yeah, yes. yeah. And, and to be fair from from for the first two or three years we were 100% sheep milk as well um, but then you know, we, there was a few droughts uh, in there, and uh, I guess you know some of the supply at times was sort of very up and down. It was very, very difficult to get consistency, and we knew we had to uh, expand our minds and our operation and and take on cow's milk. Oh, heaven forbid! No, but um, and and so we you know we got talking to uh, Oak to Rain Farms, Oakland's Milk, uh, and we love their philosophy. We love their uh, that their animal husbandry practices, we love the, the you know the the milk itself is just is that the amazing. A2 milk? Or? So it's A2, yeah, yeah. A2 what's, milk. For people who don't know, including me, what is the difference? All this palava, A2, A whatever. Right. Okay. So um, most uh, animal, so sheep milk, goat milk, uh, and 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 some of the heritage breeds of cows produce A2 milk naturally, uh, and it's the protein that they're referring to, and most of New Zealand, or a, a fair uh, chunk of New Zealand's herd, are Frisians, and they produce uh, A1 milk. And I guess, in a nutshell, the easiest the easiest way to describe why people are probably 
you know, looking towards A2 milk is because there's some evidence that it's easier to digest. Uh, and that is certainly the case with sheep milk and uh, goat milk for those people who are, you know, a little lactose intolerant. And so A2 cow's milk could also, you know, perhaps help with the the, the lactose intolerance. Um, so it's just it's just it's, a, it's 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 referring to the proteins, and it's basically it's just easier for humans to yeah to process. So with that straightened out, so you then uh, started up um, Little River. Yeah, so actually, well, this ties back to the wine because uh, in two thousand and three four, we actually planted a vineyard on our property in Redwood Valley, and we. <laughs> I I had got it? Sue here on the guys that it was going to be lovely and sunny and um, we were looking for a name for the vineyard and that May, uh, I think of, well, not long after we had moved yeah. down here, was one of the wettest in history, probably a little bit like this July we've just had. And we literally had two little rivers running down either side of our property and, wow. and they weren't streams mm. or creeks, they were rivers. Yeah. Um, and... And I'd been struggling with a name for the for for this vineyard that I'd been that I'd wanted for twenty five years. <laughs> there know, that, it was, that, that, Little River. <laughs> that's right. And um and and I said to Sue, you know what, we're going to call it Little River Estate. And um, I wasn't even aware of Little River down in Akarawa. Canterbury, Akarawa way. Mm-hmm. Sorry for all those people from down that way. I'm no insult intended, but I I didn't know that uh, that that was a name <laughs> of a place, and. Uh, and so we called it Little River Estate, and and the number of Cantabrians who've asked us over the years, "Is this from Little River?" and you know, and whatnot. And I've gone, boy, I think we could. So no one down there is upset with you having this name. I certainly hope not. No, I mean, not given the quality of the cheese, I think they'd be pretty I know, happy. Actually, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how how do you share the work now in this little cheese empire between you, Sue? Oh, that's a yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's a it tends to be with us a twenty four seven. So there's always a little bit of um, running around, um, evening midnight talks, six a.m. talks in the morning about anything and everything. Um, we've got some amazing staff that work alongside us, so we're very fortunate in that regards, um, and we tend to share ourselves around quite a bit. So yeah, it's a bit of a balancing act. Yeah, but yeah. It's what we've done. But are there specific things that you do, David, and specific things that you do, Sue, or in the cheese business? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yes. Yes and no. Yes I mean, no, you yeah. you certainly, from a cheese perspective, you look after the Saturday market for yeah. sure. Yeah. You um, obviously look after some of the accounting and stuff behind the scenes, along with pay all the bills. With Claire at our, our accounts lady at the at the cheese yeah. factory. Um, I tend to sort of run around all three businesses. When I say three businesses, I mean the Cheese Factory, the Junction, and Kaharangi, mm. and probably share my time between the three of them relatively equally. Mm. Um, Do you ever so get confused which hat you're wearing at any given moment? <laughs> Pretty much every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a wine and buy the cheese. That's right. and that, uh, some cheese and wine sorts. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you make a number of different cheeses, and with the risk of me starting to salivate, let's run through them. What are your wonderful cheeses? Well, of course, so Thorvald or Thorvald is our sheep milk range, um, and that consists of yogurt and uh, a blue, a camembert, a feta. Uh, Corrado, which is a, I guess a, a, a Manchego style, actually probably more correctly a, a Sauerati style, um, which is a southern uh, French 
Pyrenees cheese, mm-hmm. um, and devotion, of course. Um, that um, that uh, I believe is Lord's one of Lord's favourite cheeses. Lord, the singer I'm talking about. It's a lot of people's favourite cheese. Yeah, it's trust a pretty me. good cheese, especially wine loving people. Yeah. Oh my God, the number of <laughs> wine tastings I've been to where this uh, cheese is served—it's just amazing. Well yeah, done, no, you guys. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great yeah. cheese, yeah. yeah. But some of these and cheeses are not made all year round. No, so and in fact, we we are expecting our first. So we used to milk the sheep, as you know. We had to we had to stop that um, a couple of years back, just too drought prone, too inconsistent. And so we sold our milking equipment that we not long before put in to uh, a, a, a farmer down in uh, West Canterbury, and he um, ships milk up to us. Once a week, uh, sheep milk. Yep. Uh, and that resumes again next week, thankfully, but it's been off now for about three months. So, yeah, so uh, things like the sheep milk yogurt and camembert and some of those younger, softer cheeses tend to be a lot more seasonal. Devotion is another one. Mm. Uh, we still have feta and blue and corrado um, from the previous vintage um, but of course they will start to run out but then we will have the new ones coming on so there's you know those aged cheeses we tend to have all year round but those fresher products they they obviously are seasonal yeah and sue what are the others in little river the cow cheeses what are they oh that's a oh, there's lots of them goodness me so we have the same good old um camembert and brie then we go into our wildfire which is made along the same lines as our sheep milk devotion so it's a lovely washed rind but like a reblichon style then we have our, um, our Mount Richmond, which is a Swiss style, uh, which we've just won Supreme Cheese for this I'm year. I'm drooling now. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> really lovely. Got 99 out of 100, which is um, pretty awesome. So proud of that one. And then we have, um, oh, we then do, we do like a couple of limited releases as well. Yep, Tasman and Blue. We've got our Tasman Blue, which is Quite, um, it's an orangey color. It is lovely, blue, yeah. Isn't? And we the, every now and then we do a little river of blue as well. And uh, what else? Halloumi, oh, the feta. halloumi feta. We do yogurts, um, cream cheese, sour cream. It's uh, a huge raclette. production. Yeah, wow. we also make raclette. Oh, we make raclette Morbier. Well. Yeah. Um, so Francis, the French cheesemaker, mm. um, how many helpers does he have? Oh, okay. So Francis, uh, there is about six or seven in the production side at the factory and 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 then our accounts administration manager so francis would have um chris nico gosh um nat uh tina kim kim so quite a team. Yeah. So, so, there, so the there is a team, and, 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 and they can yeah, that's right. They yeah. consist of either in production or in or in uh, packing and and, yeah. and and dispatch. Mm. Um, and Francis is actually recently uh, is, is going to be leaving us soon. Unfortunately, he, um, he he's been with us seven years, so it's a good it's a good stint. But him and his uh, his lovely wife Magdalena are, are partner, um, and their their two beautiful kids are moving to Sweden. Oh wow! At the uh, at the end of September, or early October. So we actually have a, a new cheesemaker on board, uh, Dan, uh, who is busy learning as much as he can from Francis's, uh, uh, you know, so that uh, he can continue what we do. Um, and maybe also add his own little touch. Absolutely, on yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got yeah, experience as well, so he'll be yeah. adding some of his own yeah. uh, things. Now, to Sue, you just mentioned that one of your cheeses got 90 out of 100. In mm. fact, several of your cheeses have won awards. How does that make you feel? 
proud. Yeah, pretty pretty proud of the whole team. Actually, it's quite a cool thing. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. We could not do this without no. And our amazing team, and all of them from from you know the shop, you know the the guys at the shop, Virginia Ray and uh, Miranda and. Tess, Sharon. <laughs> I mean, they're all just amazing people. Yeah. They're all everybody loves them. They do such a great job. And and this actually, I might correct you there though, Kirsten. It was ninety nine out of a hundred that Mount Richmond got, which is the highest score I believe they've ever given a cheese in the history of this competition. So, so I'm led to believe. Um, but yeah, immensely proud. I mean, as you say, it's not just that cheese. It's all of them have golds and trophies and and whatnot. And it's just, I guess, it's testament to the skills of the cheesemakers and absolutely and and so and well deserved i mean your mm-hmm. cheeses are amazing so you guys when you look back on on the so far around 20 years in the nelson region how do you feel about it all you know you came here young and starting a family and and all the things you've done up until now wow how does it feel yeah, I, I, I must say i always get a little bit worried when my husband comes home and goes i think i need to talk to you i'm like what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm like, you haven't bought another business, have you? He's like, mm, maybe. Um, but I, I think we've just had an absolute ball. You know, yep. we've, we've loved it down here. It's, it's, it's home now. We had our two youngest ones here um, at home. And, uh, you know, the, so we're part of the community. And... Um, yeah, it's, we're supremely yeah. proud Nelsonians. Yeah, we really, we, we love supporting yep. Nelsons. Nelsonians support us. You know, they're actually really good supporters of locals, so and it's a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. 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 I can certainly say that if you had said to us, you know, 20 years ago before we got here that we would have done all the things that we have done, I, I, would, have, I would have said, you got rocks in your head. But, um, but as Sue said, it's been a complete blast. It's been amazing. Mm. But, but it, it is an amazing number of different entrepreneurial businesses sure. you've been involved yeah. in, you know, yeah. like we said from pubs to breweries to whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Now, are there, David, potentially any other businesses you are likely to get involved in? <laughs> Stop it. Don't encourage it. Stop him. it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm always looking. Um, but it'd be fair to say, too, that, you know, I'd, I'd probably time to smell the roses a little bit more we i'm certainly do. never ever going to retire it's just not in me um i have put boundaries on though i have said you know <laughs> it has to be a part of what we're already doing yeah so he's like okay so i've got some room to move well but, given yeah. that we're doing wine and cheese and retail it's it's pretty a big lot. boundary. You know, it gives yeah. them a little <laughs> bit of space. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey guys, on that note, our time is sadly up. Sue and David Barry, thank, thank you. you very much for coming on the show here at Fresh FM and sharing your stories with me about your amazing wine and cheese empire. Thank you so yeah. much. That's awesome. Thank you so Nami. much, Kirsten. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM. The Top of the South's Community Access Media Station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other Community Access Media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.